0: Good evening, welcome to the 12 man podcast. Uh, into February we go, and the momentum doesn't seem to stop at the moment. Um, yeah, lots to talk about, lots to fill in. Let's get this hour going. Uh, you got me, Steve Jackson. I'm in the main chair. Um, we've got uh, Mr. John Donovan, he's with me. Uh, evening, JD.
1: Now then, are you okay? I am. Have, have, have you recovered from Saturday?
0: Just about. I was uh, yeah. I was merry, very merry, <laughs> as we all were. Uh, you and that Bailey, thats what that was. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it was good. It was a good trip. But we'll talk about that more. Um, but me, me lef- it, John's man. I've got me, me there. I was going to spell John's my right hand man. I got me left hand Martin. Um, this is John Cutler, the worst influence in
2: the world. Evening, Cut. Evening, everyone who knows you, Steve, knows that I'm not the influence. You absolutely are. Right.
0: I, I will prove it Give me time I'll prove it Right um, Got our favourite Geordie with us Mr Steve Dixon's with us Evening hey, Steve
3: Evening lads You alright How are you Yeah I'm good man. I'm good You alright Absolutely buzzing After the Cardiff game And cannot wait For Wednesday night Can't wait you Super excited
0: there's a lot of excitement going on. A lot of excitement. I'm gonna shut you up now. Um and um uh, back by popular demand, this man was brought back because he was uh, he was requested. Um no, not that of no, the three old fogies I've just mentioned. Um Mr Jacob Jervis is with us. Evening, Jacob?
4: Evening. You alright? Yeah, you? Yeah, I'm good, man, I'm good. Enjoy Saturday? I did very much so, sir. I think it's the second best one after Norwich. No, nothing's beat Norwich yet, but it might.
0: Hey, remember Norwich away? I think that was good. That right, yeah. Glad you're good. Glad you enjoyed it. Right, so we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about Cardiff. We're going to talk about the. Um, it was a long day, but it was so so worth it. So worth it. Three great goals to talk about as well. I Can't wait to talk through them. Um, I say, obviously, but we've got a bit of a downer put on it, but. You know we'll go through that. Jacobson going to put his apology out for Ryan McGree. Um, we'll talk, we'll talk about Sheffield United Wednesday night, such a huge, huge game. Um, and we'll, um, anything else we pop up to talk about, we'll talk about. But, um, I just want to bring the tone a bit down, um, not too down. Obviously, I had a big passing the other weekend. Obviously, Northern League legend Tony Lee. Um, I'll bring cuts in on this one See. Obviously, he even knew the man personally. Obviously, um, he, he was coached by him as a kid. Um, former Whitby manager, from Gisborough manager, um, countless amounts of Northern League clubs. Obviously, son, son Graham Lee. everybody knows him from Millsborough, Hartlepool. You know, could you talk to us about the man that was Tony Lee?
2: Yeah, he was he was a big name in local football circles, and and when he was managing higher level than anything I ever played for we were just a bunch of kids playing and he always found time to come over uh, when I was playing with Graham and, and Anthony as well, deepest sympathies to all the family he was a true gentleman as Tony and he was massively passionate about football and coaching youngsters and making people better and it was a, it was a sad loss so like I say um, I think it's, it's a nice way for us to start the show paying our respects to a really lovely genuine fella
0: Absolutely. And I say he was a Northern League legend. As I say, if you're, if you're on social media, you've seen all the tributes put out by the countless amounts of uh, clubs that he's been involved in. He's been managed by, um, brought the players in for, and a lot of clubs as well. So, yeah, big loss for, for T Sides. And, uh, yeah, all thoughts, obviously, to the, to the League family, everyone from the 12th man. Um, yeah, big loss. But, um, right, John Don. Saturday morning, a very very early start. But I I got on that bus Saturday morning. For two questions: first, how warm's this bus? And second, I'd be disappointed if we got beat or oh, even drew on Saturday. And I don't think I was the only person on that bus that thought that.
1: No, you're right. I mean, there was uh, there was a lot of confidence, obviously because. We are playing well. We are playing well. We're scoring goals, um, uh, and to be fair, we're controlling uh, games. So yeah, I think there was a lot of uh, optimism on the way down, and uh, I think, I think we had to have the bus warm, you know, uh, because it was a cold start when we set off at six o'clock. Um, but but yeah, you're right. It was it was a little bit warm, but hey, you had your drink to cool you down, so I'm not going to complain about that.
0: Yes, we had, we had we had one or two refreshments. I will say that um, to to cool us down. It was um, but yeah, it was, it was it was really warm, really warm. But um, no, it was a good it was a good journey down. It was really quick as well. I thought it flew by when we got down there. Obviously, I was I was sat with uh, with cuts on the way down. Um, obviously, enjoying many drink on the way down, having a good chat about all oh, things borough and everything that goes with it. But cuts, um, you were exactly with me when you you know you were. You were saying, as well, how conf- the confidence and how good it was that you know we've we've gone to games in the past and we thought God, we'll do well to get a draw here or you know this could be a banana skin this but we all got on that bus and thought we should give these a good eye didn't we?
2: Yeah, um, it, it, it's the championship in it. Then we all know as well as anyone that any team in that league can beat any other on its day, but. Even the top two, I know they're, they're way ahead of us, but if we perform on our day, we're, we're as... We've seen it this year, lads, especially under Carrick, We're as good as any team in that league on our day. So, Cardiff, we're in a sticky patch. Um, and thankfully, we, we kept them in that sticky patch. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, I say you're absolutely right. Obviously, um, I think the only fear for me... Let me see. I'll bring I'll bring Stephen on this one. Um, the only fear for me was obviously the new manager coming. I know you hadn't had the, the you know the balance that we have had with with Michael Carrick, but sadly Lamucci's done it at this level. You know he's he's got experience. I think Kyles were counting on that a little bit because you know the quality's not there though it once had in you know past years. But is it, what were your feelings before the game? Obviously before we um before we, we you know the teams came out at two o'clock.
3: I was, I was fairly confident that would take the three points. Um, I did actually predict 3-1 Middlesbrough on here last week. So I've got to get out of the way first. I was happy with that. But I, I, was, I was fairly confident. Uh, Cardiff are really struggling, and in the, in the statistics showed that and proved that. I thought uh, Cardiff actually second half come back into the game and showed a little bit of fight and spirit for the new manager. And they did get a little bit of a bounce, if you know what I mean, towards towards the end of the game. Um, So they may actually have just about enough just to scrape, to stay in the division because the players did seem to be fighting for the manager second half. But I thought Middlesbrough were, in my opinion, levels above Cardiff uh, and and thoroughly deserved the three points. I am
0: going to say more, more then, but then you just... You just buttoned right now. I absolutely agree. Um, I'll bring Jacob in now. Jacob, welcome back. Um, it's good to um, have you back on. Obviously, um, popular young man. We've uh, had a few messages to get you on, so I couldn't resist the uh, the cry to get you back on. Um, obviously, you were with us on Saturday. Um, I mean, you, you look like you did now, but then you also had some sort of mask on. You know, we'll talk about that a little bit later. What you had on your head, but um, what were your thoughts as you going in the game? Two o'clock came out, you know, we would get back on the bus, the team came out unchanged. Were you shocked by that?
4: No, definitely not. Um, I was a little bit nervous in the fact of you know that they hadn't won a home game since something like the 5th of November or something, and you the old borough were normally maybe the team to, to stop that run for them, and I. And you just expect well. I just expect sometimes Borough to you know not be not good not be going this well, and we just seem to keep going and going. So yeah, hats off to Carrick and the team really, because we just seem to keep defying the odds really. Obviously, you know it's been a few weeks since we've had you, you back
0: on. Obviously, we're happy you you've come back on. Um, we've spoke about the situation between Dale Fry and Paddy McNair. What's your opinion on it? Obviously, I know Paddy's got have got running the team now. He's had a few games under his belts. Obviously, since Dale's um, sending off at uh, Sunderland um you know what what's your opinion on it you know we, we've kind of been expecting Dale to come back in but it hasn't happened as of yet have you been the same well
4: I I, I wouldn't have dropped McNair because of the fact that we kept the clean sheet against Millwall Dill come back in at Sunderland obviously got sent off whether it wasn't a red or whether it was you know whether it was he got sent off and then McNair comes back in we kept another clean sheet and then so yeah, I think he definitely deserved to keep his place. And I and I think all the criticism on McNair is very unfair because I, I thought he was our spark under Woodgate. He's our best player under Warnock. And I thought he was one of our best players under Wilder. So I really like McNair. So whether it's Fry and McNair, I'm confident we can do well with either of them. Right. We need
0: to, agree to get this kid on regular. Right. <laughs> He's, he's absolutely right. He's absolutely hit the nail on the head there. Um I know I say we've we've criticized McNair on here, and we've all said, you know, he he's you know, he might be one of the players that ends up going into the season, might have even gone in January, we don't know, but no, you're absolutely right. He's been he's been brilliant, he's been spot on. But so I'll go into the game. Obviously, JJ, I'll come to you. Um we started really lively, we didn't let them get a, a foothold into the game. You know, they didn't you know, we usually there's been times where we've started a bit slow and then we built into the game. This one was completely different, and when we got the early goal through Marcus Force, that was coming from minute one.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, it was uh, it was almost a um a repeat of the the Watford first half in, in insofar as we should have went in half time uh, with a commanding lead, however it was only the one goal 2-1 uh, obviously when we went in um yeah, we played some fantastic football we controlled the game i thought it was um it was an absolute masterclass f- um considering it was his like, lamucci's first home game um yeah. you know he had been wanting cardiff to, to 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 show some spirit they did do that in the second half but in the first half, they couldn't get near us. We were superb. Absolutely brilliant. Um, and we should have had a greater lead than 2-1 at half-time. Um, but two fantastic goals, two great goals. Um, again, we, we're playing one-twos around the defence and um, putting the balls into the box uh, and, and creating loads of chances. Uh, yeah, it's it's great to watch. As a fan, it's, it's fantastic to watch. And... Um, you just you just see goals in our team, don't you?
0: I mean, I mean, we we I mean, we spoke on him. We've obviously, we you know, we spoke to fans traveling up and down the country as We do, you know. Peter said they're surprised that Marcus Force has stayed on the right as long as he had, but I think that's proven to be an absolute masterstroke, isn't it? Because is it seven games he's played on the wing? He's got four goals, one assist. Carrick's obviously seen something. Say so if I keep him out there, and now Archer's in the middle as well. To play that that flowing rotating football between the four, it's just it's just linking up so beautifully now, isn't
1: it? I think there's so much movement between, uh, like you say, the players you mentioned, um, Akpom, um, it force. You've got you've got the mobility and the speed of of Archer, you've got McGree doing his, his his little touches and, and finding gaps, that there's. He, he might look on the team sheet as though he's playing on the right, but, but you find Faw's cropping up, you know, right across the back line. Um, and and as a result, Cardiff's defence found it very, very difficult to 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 keep up with us. Uh, and, and like I said earlier, I was a little bit disappointed to go in only 2-1 at half time um, because that first half display was dominant.
0: No, yeah, you're absolutely right. It was, it was... It was the best I've seen Boru play in a long while, a long while. But you know, I bring I bring it down a little bit. I will come to Steve. Obviously, um, no, no, I'm gonna to come to Steve for the equaliser. There's a lot of talk, um, obviously after the goal. I've, I, I mean, when I was awake on the way home, anyway, I read, was it McNair? Was it Stefan? Because that's where the mistake came from. It was obviously that pass. Whether McNair had lost, you know, concentration and, and took his eye off it, the speed of the pass. I'll come to you. Obviously, you're the, you're the keeper of us lot. You know, we trust your your wise words. Um, at all the smiles and all them faces. Um, what? Um, how did you see it?
3: I have seen it as Middlesbrough trying to play the Maple Carrick Way and. Let's be honest, we've been talking about this for weeks now and it's been, a mistake's been coming and yet again, thankfully, it hasn't cost me. Um I watched Manchester City yesterday give away a poor goal playing out from the back mm-hmm. and, they, and they got a 3-1 win as well. And you don't see them jumping up and down and slagging the players off. And I think Middlesbrough supporters are just going to have to get used to. This is the Michael Carrick way and that's the way he's going to play. And Michael Carrick, he said after the game himself, I shoulder the blame for that goal because I encourage us to play that way and that's where we're going to continue to play. And over the course of the game, Zach Steppen's play out from the back and Middlesbrough's defenders play out from the back as well was very, very good. And we dominated the game. We dominated possession. We had 62% possession. We scored some fantastic goals playing that way. And unfortunately, that comes with a risk. It comes with a risk of Manchester City. It comes with a risk of Middlesbrough. Now, I don't want Middlesbrough to stop going backwards again and panicking about conceding the odd goal like we did on Saturday because the positives far outweigh the negatives as they did again on Saturday. Now, the goal itself, the ball was given by Zach Steffen <clears> to Paddy <throat> McNair and Paddy McNair turned around, looked in front of himself and played the ball back to Zach Steffen, which I didn't really get because he wasn't under any, under any pressure. And Zach Steffen played the ball back to Paddy McNair. Now, two things happened. I did think Zach Steffen slightly overcooked the pass. He did hit it slightly over hit. However, if Paddy McNair was switched on and hadn't turned his back on Zach Steffen, he would have still been able to get that pass. But unfortunately for Middlesbrough, the pass was slightly overcooked. And as he passed it, Zach uh, Paddy McNair had switched off. You can see it on the on the on the On the TV, he'd switched off and turned away. He wasn't expecting that pass. Now, did Zach Stephan shout to him to tell him? I don't know. We'll never know. That'll be discussed in the dressing room. So for me, there was a slight miscommunication by the pair of them. It was a bit of a, you know, just one of those things. Unfortunately, we got punished to the maximum. Um, my, my, My only fear for Middlesbrough going forward into Wednesday is If you look at the the Michael Carrick game, since he's been in charge playing this way, most games we haven't had much to worry about. The only games we've come unstuck was against Burnley away, who play a really quick high press, and against Sunderland, who play a really quick high press. We're now going into the game against Sheffield United, who definitely play a really quick high press. And it's... Which... Which, what's Michael Carrick going to do? Is he just going to go, we'll continue, which I, I think he probably will. But I'd like to think he would continue with a little air of caution because to me, the two big atmospheres of Burnley and the big atmosphere at Sunderland with a high press, it seemed to affect a little bit at the back and we seemed to be a little bit panicky in them games. And Sheffield United, as you know, is going to be a bear pit on Wednesday night with a big crowd. And they will know of watching Middlesbrough's highlights against Cardiff, how, how Cardiff scored against it. So I am a little bit, I wouldn't say worried, but I think Middlesbrough need to be wary of playing that way, overplaying that way against Sheffield United, shall I say. And I thought it was telling in the second half against Cardiff when it seemed to be strange substitutions that Michael Carrick made. um, But with hindsight... I think it was almost like, let's go to a back five, let, let, let's consolidate this result, let's get Isaiah Jones on, Dale Fry, go to a back five and consolidate this, which was nice to see that we had a plan B, because that hasn't happened in the Carrick so far. He is prepared to do a plan B. And I just wonder, moving into the into the Sheffield United game, if what we're mentioning earlier, I would wonder if maybe Dale Fry will come back into the lineup against Sheffield United for his his aerial ability, his presence, his physical ability over Paddy McNair. And um, I think that might be a good move. Not that Paddy McNair has done anything wrong. I just think it's horses for courses. And Michael Carrick had mentioned at his press conference going into this these three games that there would be tweaks as it, depending on who we're playing. And I just wonder if one of those tweaks might be Deal Fry comes in for the Sheffield United game to give a little bit more uh, physical presence
0: on set pieces. I mean, I'll I'll bring Kutz in on this one because he's a big massive obviously believer of um if 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 it's not broken, don't change it. Um go on Kutz I'll, I'll leave the floor to you. Obviously, you know, you, you were the first one of us to say keep McNair in, you know you know, if he doesn't make a mistake, don't boot him. What's your thoughts on what Steve just said there?
2: What kind of a message does it send out the rest of the squad if Paddy McNair's dropped on Wednesday? For me, you don't do it. It wouldn't matter who it was in the squad. I don't I, like I said before. It doesn't matter if, it, if it's our best player or it's been our best player in the past. It's all on current form. Paddy's doing well for me. You don't change it. I'll, I'll say it
3: and blue in the face. What 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 if the manager has already spoke to the players running into these games and said? The squad's going to have a. Uh, everybody in this squad's going to have an a important part to play in these next three games. And it already been sort of spoken about that, you know, against Sheffield United to Paddy McNair that the reason I he could bring Dale Fry in is for his physicality because they play a different way to Cardiff. Against Cardiff, you might have wanted more of a bold player to get the, the game quickened up against the Cardiff team that were going to sit back, which they did. And tried because they were terrified of Cameron Archer on, on Saturday. And the only time they pushed up, Cameron Archer got him behind him and killed him and scored. Sheffield United won't play that way. They're going to be on you and hassling you. And if, 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 if there has been a criticism of uh Paddy McNair over the past few games, it's been his probably relationship with the goalkeeper. There's been a few pass backs to Zach stepping across the face of his own goal. At hope to Watford a couple of times and as, as I say again on Saturday against Cardiff. So I just wonder how he's you know, as a manager, you've got to you've got to pick what you think is your best side for the opposition you're playing. Now that's not particularly dropping dropping, in my opinion, Paddy McNair. You're just saying for this particular game I prefer it's like if you've got two strikers, you might prefer a centre forward that's aerial aerially better to a player that's quick. You're not dropping the other centre-forward, you're just saying you might be better suited against this opposition because of your height. So, I think it's, you know, it, don't get us wrong, if, you, if Paddy McNair runs out against Sheffield United, I'm more than happy. I just personally think, looking at the opposition and the way they play, Middlesbrough might benefit more by having a Dale Fry on the side. So, a little question then.
2: Obviously, Sheffield United are a very aggressive, like you say, the high-pressing team. QPR that we play on Saturday are very different to them in the way they play the style of football. So if Dale Fry comes in, man the match performance on Wednesday, then all the things that you've just said about physicality and what have you, do they go out the window and McNair comes back in on Saturday?
3: Again, that's that's a, that's the manager's decision. If he thinks if he thinks that McNair is better suited to the QPR game, and it's explained to the players properly what he's doing and why he's chopping and changing. I don't have a problem with that as a supporter. I think it's clever management. But as I say, you know, I don't like this word dropping because the championship isn't like the Premier League. It's it's the games come thick and fast. We have three games in eight days quite regularly. And Middlesbrough have a good squad and we need to use that squad, I think, to get through these games. Middlesbrough this season, for the last six, we've got 16, 15 games to go. We won't be playing the starting 11 for the next 10 games not a chance even if they're all fit it can't happen when you're playing Saturday Wednesday Saturday Wednesday or Saturday Tuesday you can't do that you've got to make use of the squad and Middlesbrough have an advantage I think on most teams in the division by probably being able to change like for like in seven or eight positions in the starting 11 and not really weaken ourselves so I think that squad in Carrick to be fair if you listen to him he's constantly saying that this squad is really important And he's mentioning players constantly in these press conferences that aren't playing, saying they're going to have a port role to play towards the end of the season. And you're saying that, obviously, I'm just putting the counter argument
0: to you. Obviously, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, which is absolutely right for the Championship. But between now and April, I know February is only short month and we've got an international break. After Sheffield United, we've only got one more Tuesday night game.
3: Right, okay. fair, right, fair enough. I, 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 didn't realise that that was. I've, I've just had a,
0: little, I've just had a
3: little look, so yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, that's fair enough. I didn't realise that, so I, I hold my hands up so, for so that one. With, but with that got, in but, mind, then, but, but, but regardless, I still think you've got to use your squad, and we've got a really good squad, and a good manager uses your squad depending on the opposition you're playing, and I just think if you look at the games where we've struggled with the high press, as I said earlier on, against Burnley and Sunderland, Sheffield United comes right into that category. And I do want to see Middlesbrough overdoing it at the back on Saturday. And Sheffield United's forwards aren't particularly quick in terms of getting in behind. So Dale Fry, I think, comes into the category. If you know he can match Dale Fry up against Sheffield United, they're not going to run behind him for pace. So I think it's one of them games where Middlesbrough can sit tight with a fry and a Lennon and be quite confident that they're not going to get done over the top for pace. Um, whereas when we're playing the Sunderland and a Burnley, they have got the pace to get in behind. Um, when Paddy McNair's is that sort of player that helps that way because Paddy McNair does have that burst, of, you know, burst the pace over a few yards, probably quicker than a deal fry or a Lennon at the back to recover. Um. That's just how I say it. As I say it, listen, it's all about opinions. Absolutely. I just, I just think, look, if I was, if I was picking the team against Sheffield United, Dale Fry would be in it. Now, if he doesn't and plays Paddy McNair, I've got absolutely no problem with that whatsoever because we're on a great run. Absolutely. I say, I just...
1: can I just go back to Cardiff? Because I mean, um, yeah, I, I just, I just want to talk about uh, the second half.
0: Um, because before that, John, I want to talk about the second goal. I thought. I oh thought, yeah. Okay. I because simply because the pass from Hayden Hackney, it was unbelievably it was unbelievably timed. I, I know obviously they played a high line, but I mean, tell me, John, where's Hayden from?
1: Um, he's from Redcar. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. I mean, he picked the ball up. He he moved forward with it. And he saw, he saw Archer going to make that run. And like you say, it was perfectly timed so that Archer was still in an onside position. It was perfectly weighted. Um, and, then, and then Archer's got the pace to knock it round the keeper. Um, and very cleverly, when, when he struck the ball, he lifted it and put it into sort of the, the higher part of the goal um, because there was a covering defender who may... Have got back to it if he'd have rolled it in, but he was clever. He lifted it so that defender who went to the ground was nowhere near it. It was an excellent goal, and um, uh, and you saw that from Hackney and McGree all game. They were they were uh, probing and uh, and and pushing. It's absolutely brilliant to see our midfielders turning with the ball and and looking uh, towards the opposition goal. So many times we've seen. Uh, Borough players, where we just knock it from side to side, and it's it's a little bit frustrating. It lets the opposition get behind the ball, and we we struggle to break them down. But first half on uh, on Saturday, we we were excellent at uh, at picking holes and driving forward. Second half, you know, um, it was a different story. That they, they had loads of possession, without really creating that many chances. I didn't think. Zach Stefan had to do a great deal. They had one glorious chance—the um, header that uh, th- I don't know—I I, I forget the Cardiff player, but he he rose and he, he headed it down, but he headed it sort of down too far and it bounced over the bar. Uh, that really should have been um, that really should have been two two. But apart from that, you know, despite having loads of possession, they they didn't do it. They, they they didn't trouble us too much.
0: No, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, um, I'm just having a look. Um, see if I can find the player. It was. It might be. It might be the guy who scored the goal. Sorry, I think Ka- it was. I think, I think
3: it was Kaba, wasn't it? Was yeah,
0: it I'm just having a look at the chances. Yeah, it was out. Uh, no, it wasn't. It was. It was Kipri. It was Cedric Kipper. Kipri,
3: Kip- Kipri um, Yes, that's yes,
0: that's right. He, yeah, he well. missed. It was thought gl- like you said there, JJ, It was a glorious chance, but I mean, he mentioned there. I mean, just before I've got, I bring Jacob in about the third goal because I'm dying to hear what he thinks about the Greece finish. Um. You're saying there, J.D., about, obviously, you know, the, the midfield and Hackney and McGree's, you know, the timing on the ball, the passing, you know, the intricate play. The, the, I was speaking to our driver, um, young Jason, I was say. He wasn't there on side. He's still um, on paternity leave, you know. Well on, Jason. Um, so he's um, he's still off at the moment. Um, but he said he feels a bit sorry for Barlazer. Because obviously he's been brought in, but he's not had, you know, he's only a bit of time against, honestly, uh, uh, our last home game against Blackpool. But the, the reasons we've just said there about the midfield and how it's working well, that's the reason why he's not getting his game at the moment, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. When the team's performing well in, in various departments, yeah, it's, it's difficult for the lads on the bench to sort of break into the starting 11. But that's a great problem to have, you know, as a fan. Uh, a difficult problem for a manager because he's got to keep them all happy. But um, but it just shows you the strength of our squad that a, that a good a, a, a good solid midfielder like uh, Dan Balassa can not get into our team because um, you know we, we House and McGree and um, and Hackney uh, are doing superbly well in the middle of the park. I'm sure I- when he gets his opportunity. I'm sure when he gets his opportunity, yeah. he'll he'll you know relish the prospect and do well.
0: Yeah, absolutely, completely agree. First one of the night, um, yeah, it's, it's absolutely right. It's it, you, know, it, it you know he will take his opportunity because you know he's showed in glimpses against Blackpool. He's got something about him, you know. He's passing, he's passing his his calmness in midfield. And I'll come back onto Balazs and we talk about Sheffield United a bit more because obviously the, the talk we had about the defence and the bring lights in the midfield and see what people's opinions are, but. I'm looking forward to this pitch, Diego. I'm going to bring you in here. Obviously, McGree comes on. Um, he comes comes in from the left hand side. Crooks has played a brilliant ball in. McGree scored. How did what did you think of the goal? Talk me through the goal because it was a it was a it was a great goal to finish
4: the game off. Yeah, I mean, I mean, McGree's been superb the last three or four games. Really good, but um, I think it's it shows. Um, Crook's effectiveness off the bench more than starting game. Well, I think I think he, you know, he's sort of the, shall I call him the clutch man? Maybe he, every time he comes on, he seems to grab something for us, and you know, pops up with a goal and assists like he did on Saturday. But yeah, the ball was great from Smith to Crooks, and then Crooks was clever enough to wait a bit for the one-two with House, and then he puts it. Well, I'd say he puts it on a plate for McGreen, It's still a nice finish, and the celebration was a bit weird, but it was lovely.
0: <laughs> it was a bit weird. It was a bit. I, to be fair, I only saw his celebration this morning when I watched the game back. Um, I was too busy going absolutely mental um when he scored. But um
4: I just want to go back to what you said about McGree. There, his his
0: he's he's, his last few games have
4: been what it's superb. And and I, and I'll say why. It's not just you know because he scored or he's assisted. It's because it's because. In previous games, I'll still stick by it. The last four, three or four games, when he's getting the ball, he's looking forward more and he's getting in areas to affect the game better than he was previously. And that's why I'm saying he's playing better. Not just because he's scoring, because he's doing the things I think McGree should be doing or that his position should be playing like. So, yeah, I think that's why he's been much better.
3: Yeah.
0: If you don't know his background, Jacob hates Riley McGree. But um, <laughs> but um, no, it was absolutely you're absolutely right. It's it's finished was brilliant. I say I'll take i yeah celebration was weird, but um, that was a cracking finish. It was a it was a well deserved finish. And um, cut, I'll bring you in. Obviously, um, you absolutely piled on me when we we <laughs> scored the third to uh, finish the game off. But it was totally deserved. It was if we'd have walked away two one, yes, we'd have been happy with the win, but we still would have thought that we should have loads more there. And a third was justified, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, I mean, I just, I know celebrations don't mean anything, but I love to see players go mental like that, mate. We were doing it in the crowd, and, and I think it's great. All the players are getting together and, and there's massive team spirit. But that, that ball from Crooksy was fantastic. I mean, I think Burrough tweeted a video this morning, and it was from him getting on the pitch to delivering that ball. You'd be lucky if there was 50 seconds. It was a it was a great ball in. And and to be fair, to Riley he finished he finished the butt he finished it really well. But just quickly before you mention that, I want to mention Archer's part in the first goal as well. <clears throat> Although he's come in to get behind defenders, which he did really well for the second, that little ball he did for Force for the first goal was fantastic, by the way. It
0: was it was it was it was a lovely little intricate little touch to Force you I mean we were right behind it in that corner where we all were uh, in the away end. that ball rifles in the the top end of the goal. It was a great finish. And, um, I mean, and you meant, obviously, I'll stay with you, because it's a third goal as well. Obviously, we've been talking about the midfield. And I think, I mean, it was at, I can't remember who was, it was House, or Hackney played the one-two with Crooks. Another well-timed pass that put Crooks in on the right-hand side to, to whip the ball into a, to a free rally. And a great, the back post.
2: Yeah. It was, I mean, I was going to, I was, when you just come on to Man the Match later, um, I think man will be completely different to all of yours. but but for me, we talk about McGree and we talk about creativity, Hackney in midfield. With, they've been brilliant, but without Johnny House and they can't do any of that. His industry, his professionalism, he, he's a real good role model for the rest of that squad, and he's a massive part of our team. I, I love him a bit, to me House, and I think he's great.
0: Is that your man of the match then?
2: Well, we'll come to that later. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, we're just about there now. I mean, um, I'll start with you, then Steve. Obviously, you know, big three points, big three goals, put us comfortably in third in the league. Now it's not a case of, well, yeah, we're only there because you know teams haven't still got games in the hand and teams have still got this and that and the other. We're there
3: on merit now. It's it's you know it's deserved. You know, who
0: was your man of the match on Saturday? Absolutely, Steve. We deserve to be
3: there. Absolutely superb. Rumor on the football we're playing and. The only disappointing thing is, is 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 the gap to Sheffield United because, you know, we really are hunting them down and have been for a long while now. Um, Saturday it was another one of those performances where you could probably get four or five different man of the matches because it was a really good display. Mm-hmm. From 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 my point of view, I thought Marcus Force was outstanding, and I was really surprised when he when he when he got taken off, and I thought we lost a little bit from the performance when he got taken off not just because of his goal but his, his quality and his work rate his pace I thought I thought force was outstanding uh, Hayden Hackney again put in another classy performance in the midfield absolutely ran the midfield uh and the, the man of the match for me would, would be Riley McGree um yeah, again, he was the best player on the pitch, and I'm not just saying it because Jacobson. He was, he was, <laughs> the, he was, the, he was the best player on the pitch again. His quality, his touches, he was probably my man the match before he before he wrapped it up with a with a great third goal. He was outstanding. Just just regarding the third goal as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yet again, there was another <laughs> Matt Crooks coming off the bench again, having an impact, having an assist. And he's such an an important player for us in this running, to have a player that doesn't seem to cause any trouble, doesn't seem to be upset that he's not playing, comes on the pitch with the right attitude and has an impact. So I want to say well done to Matt Crooks again as well.
0: Absolutely. No, you're you're absolutely right. It was... um, was, uh, For impact subs to go, yeah, within a minute, he was, yeah, involved and... um, yeah, fantastic ball across the goal to uh to to our Rosie. Um yeah, I love Riley McGree man, I really do. Um but um that's not cause Jacob's on either. Um Jacob, I will come to you though. was your man in the match on Saturday?
4: Uh I think I'll give it to Marcus Force. He he just seemed lively all the time and obviously scores again and yeah, like Steve said, I think when we brought Jones on again, no, I don't want to come on and slate Jones because, yeah, he's lost his confidence and it's the right idea to try and build it back up slowly, maybe bringing him on. And obviously, when he's been on, yeah, it hasn't really been working for him, but he will get there again, I hope. And I think he, he can with Carrick. But, yeah, definitely fast. I thought he was great. So, uh, JJ?
1: Um, Hayden had me... Uh, I, I just think... You know, for such a young lad, um, he, he, he's making a real impact. in our midfield. Uh, you know, considering he was nowhere near the starting eleven at the start of the season. Uh, introduced by um Leo, um, and he's he's grabbed his opportunity with both hands, and he's in there. Uh, on merit, you know, he he's he's playing really really well. Fantastic. Performance on Saturday again, but you know there was others. You know, um, McGree, Force, Lenihan, um, Housen. Yeah, it, it it it's good that we can sort of uh, we've we've had we've had podcasts before where um, you know we, we, it's been difficult to choose the man of the match because uh, because things haven't been so good. But now that we're on this good run under Michael Carrick and fortunes are improved, it's just so much positivity around it it's um, yeah it's great long may it continue Sheffield Wednesdays, uh, sorry Sheffield United on Wednesday is a different proposition
0: that's that's right upset them before we get there well done (laughs) Uh, so yes that was Hayden Hackney he's from
1: red car and he's (laughs) for a superstar get in there (laughs)
0: Ah, oh God! If like you on that bus on Saturday, it? we had that bus, that back, of that bus bouncing. People in the motorways were thinking, "What the hell are they doing?" Um, come on then, Cuts. Tell me why Johnny Alston's your man of the match.
2: Like I said, like I said earlier, um, without without his industry and and work rate, and he gets the ball, he gives it to Hackney or Magree. With, without all of that, it, it it does go largely unnoticed, but but not not by the lads who follow us. All over the country for me, he's fantastic, and and we've said it the last couple of weeks. It's been hard to pick a man the match, and I think there wasn't a player in the outfield there that would have scored less than seven out of ten for me. But Housen for me, he just he just picked it on Saturday. He was fantastic, and, and let's hope it continues. That we're all struggling struggling to pick a man the match because they we're playing so well.
0: Yeah, no, you're yeah, absolutely. I mean, I say Craig Johnson was one was kind. You know gave his time last week to come and talk to us. He he. This is article in the Gazette after the game. It was the same again, seven and eights all over the board. Highly, high praise. Um, but um, my man of the match was um, was Cameron Archer. I thought Cameron Archer, I think he's brilliant, I think he's absolutely brilliant. He's, I mean, I've got nothing against Akpon being up front or you know. Crook's playing that that leading man, but I just think he has brought a completely different dimension to our front four. He links the front four perfectly. We can rotate because he can play all the three positions. He can. Oh, he's, oh, I can't speak highly of him, and it just shows that you know if you have that cheeky little bit of banter with Villa fans and say, "Can we keep him?" Their straight answer is no, because that's how highly rated the boy is, and I just think he's. I say we we all we all said on here he was going to be a great signing and he's just he's proven it isn't he he's, he's been fantastic and to get his first goal as well, um yeah well taken as soon as he got around the keeper well, there was no doubts in my mind I knew where that was going we all did it was going back in the net so yeah man of the match Cameron Archer, um right so that was Cardiff before I go to Sheffield United JD I'm going to bring you back in go off your phone um <laughs> um I'm going to bring you back in because um. Before the day of the QBR game, obviously, which is um, the Saturday coming, which is the game after Sheffield United, our boys are doing a hell of a a charity challenge. Talk me through it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah. Some lads are walking from uh, the Riverside Stadium, setting off early hours. Well, well, setting off probably when you're coming out with the flares, uh, John John Cutler. (laughs) Um, So, Setting off uh, to go to um, from from the riverside to walk to Rockcliffe Park, um, and then when they get there, gonna have a bit of breakfast hopefully, and then turn around and walk the opposite way back to the riverside, and hopefully make it for uh, the three o'clock kickoff. Uh, no, I think there's uh, maybe four lads, so we're doing it uh, the, the full full journey, you know. Um, Riverside to Rockcliffe, Rockcliffe to Riverside. I'm doing half of that. I'm just doing from Rockcliffe to the Riverside, as is a couple of others. So, you know, I, that's all I can manage, I'll be totally honest with you. I couldn't do both legs in one day. Um, but, yeah, um, it was Danny Chapman, um, one of the lads who sits with us in the north stand. It's his idea, his, his baby, so to speak. Uh, and he's raising money for the Michael Carrick Foundation, um, which, if you don't know what that is, easy, look it up. Does a lot of great work um, for youngsters in sport, um, and there's a Just Given page that Danny's set up to try and raise money for the foundation. Uh, so if you want to donate, uh, that would be wonderful to take us to the total that Danny's set. And... Um, and everybody that does donate gets gets the names put into a hat. And one name will be chosen to win a signed Michael Carrick print that uh, Graham Bandera uh, has done. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're doing that uh, on Saturday. So hopefully the weather's not too bad. It's February. You never know what you'll get. It's been mild at the moment. But, yeah, you can get hail, you can get snow, you can get ice. So I just pray that it's OK. Yeah. Um, and I also pray that we make it in time for kick because I'd be good at it if I missed kickoff. I
0: say, I'd say, pat off to anybody, any, any, everyone is, is, is doing it. They say, well, bang the link up um, to donate. I've seen a few people donate, anonymous. Please, please, I mean, I fully get that you don't, you know, some people are a bit shy about leaving the name about how much they've done here. Honestly, if you give ten p, that's absolutely amazing. You know, times are hard at the moment, so any, any penny given is is fantastic. So please do leave your name, um, because like like JJs just said, uh, you're, you you know you put yourself straight away in a chance of winning a fantastic piece of artwork that um that bandy's put together. Um, I think you drew it just after the manager joined, so. I say it's it's a very popular print that he does. Um. So yeah, you know, get involved and um, as I said, the route from Riverside to Rockcliffe and Rockcliffe back, it is tough. I say we did it a couple of years ago now, wasn't it? We did it. Um.
1: Yeah, that's it, right. Yeah, it's
0: right. it, it is tough, but as I say if you do want to join, just get in touch with us. You know, even if you want to do I don't know, a mile of it, feel free. You know what I mean. Just, Get, yeah, get in touch with the lads. We'll, we'll yeah, we, we,
1: we'll keep it updated on social media if you want to meet us at, I don't know, Ropner Park as we go through Stockton or, or um, Newport Bridge and walk the last couple of miles in. That's fine, yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. We'll tell you our progress and you can always come and just have a chat, join in, be exactly. a bit of fun,
0: absolutely. And, um, yeah, we'll put all details out for you how you donate and how to get involved, etc. So, yeah, keep tuned. Right, last fifteen minutes, let's get stuck into Sheffield United. Um I stay with you, JD. you know, we do like our, our big mass previews. This this feels huge, this one. You know, I know the I know the ten points ahead and I know they've got a game in hand, but you have been you have heard the conversation we all had on the way mm-hmm. home Saturday. We've all said we win Wednesday, it's game on. And I think Jeffrey United will feel it a little bit. Is that how you're feeling, or do you still think that gap's a bit too far to bridge just yet?
1: Uh, no, no, I don't. I mean, um, obviously, we if we win Wednesday, um, gaps down to seven with their game in hand, which they might not win. Um, but obviously, if we don't win, um, then the gaps either ten if the, if it's a draw, or it's thirteen. Which, at that point, it does look. Um, it does look very difficult to uh, to claw back that number of points in the number of games we have remaining. So, if we want to have, if we want to have a chance at top two, we've got to win Wednesday. If we still want to hang on to a slim hope of catching them, a draw is okay. Get beat, and I think we just concentrate on consolidating our our position in the top six um, finish third or fourth so we get a, a an away leg first in the playoffs um, and it's going to be very, very tough we, we, we saw what they we know how they play we saw what they have done to us last year they just bulldozed us and, and ran us ragged um, 4-1 down their place we got a consolation goal from Balogun um, but you know they just absolutely destroyed us uh, last season. And, and they can do because, like Steve said earlier, they're a very hard-working team. They press high, they put you under pressure. Um, so, and and like Steve's right, he said, we struggled to deal with that this season so far. So we need to uh, we need to really up our game. Um, but it's going to be tough. But do you know what? I still think we can go there and do it. Of
0: course we can. I mean... Don't spoil it, yeah. I'll come back to you for your score prediction, so keep it. And, and I'm going to come to you, Steve, because obviously you, you you spoke very well about, obviously, the defender situation. Now you you bring Dale Fry back in, obviously, for this game, simply because of the parameters and, the you know, the way that Sheffield United play and, you know, how they're not going to run in behind us. You know, pace is not going to be such an issue. Obviously, I know Billy Sharp's not the quickest player, etc. I'm going to bring that forward into midfield, Obviously, midfield's going to be, for me, that's where the game's going to be won or lost for me. That's there. We lose that battle in midfield against Lysander Burge and, and um, Oliver Norwood, we are in trouble. Would you consider bringing Laser in for legs in that midfield?
3: Well, it's, it's great that you've said that, actually, because I thought I was going to be controversial seeing it, but obviously you, you're... you're got the same type of thinking of, as myself. And for me, as good as we were against Cardiff, as well as we played, I think we need energy against Sheffield United for that reason. And I'm going to really upset Cuts because for me, I would be I think we need to change it, mix it up a little bit for two reasons. Two reasons for energy and a reason for energy and sorry, a reason also just so Sheffield United, when they see the lineup, don't know exactly what Middlesbrough are doing. And I think Dale Fry needs to come back in. And I would put Baliers are in for Johnny Housen for legs. I think Housen, as good as he is, you've got to understand he's thirty-four years of age. And I think Johnny Housen struggles to play two games in a week now. And I would rather we started with Barley as with the legs and see what he can give with, and if we can nick it, get get ourselves in front, get our noses in front, we've then got the perfect player in Johnny House to come on and show things up and have the steady Eddie head and the carbon influence to see the game out. So again, it's game management. I if I, I, I would I would bring in Fry and I bring in Barley as a for, for McNair and Johnny Housen. They will be my two changes to the team. And I know a lot of people will laugh. a lot of people wouldn't agree with that, but I think a lot of people will agree with us if they think about it logically. It's going to be a really tough, tough game and we need to match them, like you've said, for legs, for effort, for pace, and also for having that sort of grit and determination at the back to keep them out. So, yeah, exactly what you've asked there, Steve, I would do that. I'm not even gonna put
0: a response to that just yet. Because I, I I do agree with points there. I'm gonna bring cuts in because honestly, I, I, I couldn't I couldn't help but smile at his face there. Go on, Cuts.
2: Grit and determination. There's no one more gritty and determined in the whole squad than Johnny Howison.
3: For me agree, <clears throat> agree, but he's thirty-four cuts. Can he do it two twice in twice in four days, is it? Five days? Under under Carrick, he's done it every single game for me.
2: If he gets if he gets dropped, I will be absolutely... well, not dropped, you don't like that word. It's, all right, we'll use squad rotation. If there's one player in that squad that I don't think <laughs> get rotated, it's Johnny Housing. I will be absolutely amazed
3: if he's squad rotated on Wednesday, put it that way. what what, what if it's like I said though, that it's again it's tactical where they would rather House was on for the last 30, 40 minutes to see the game out and, and to get get over the line, and he wants to start barley as for the legs and for his creativity and obviously his his expertise on set pieces and corners to try and get Middlesbrough in front first and have something to hang on to, What if it's that. What do you think? I understand with that. That's
2: all. To, with the greatest respect, that's all hypothetical. Like I understand where you're coming from. Everyone's entitled to their opinion, but like I say, for for me, he. I haven't seen Housen look leggy under Carrick at all. Not even the last 10 minutes. He's he's up and down the pitch. He's dogging midfielders. If you want to get close to midfielders, there's no one better equipped in our squad than Housen, for me. I, I don't know what the rest of the lads think. But I would be amazed if Housen doesn't play on Wednesday.
1: What did you say? He's dogging. What dogging. That's, that's why he's a knackered, Then
2: That's one of the old phrases for getting close. <laughs>
1: I, I,
0: I, I got what you meant, but then um, I just want to stop yeah. yeah,
1: let's hope the Gazette don't pick up on this,
0: eh? <laughs> I, I've done well to keep me Qs and T's to myself when we're talking about dogging. I mean, you know what I mean? No, I can... <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. Um, so, so I mean, I'm just getting a feeling you wouldn't drop Johnny Elson then.
3: I wouldn't drop any of the players that start on Saturday. Just to be clear, I'm not dropping them. I'm, I'm using them tactically to come on later in the game for his expertise to see the game out. I wouldn't rotate any, any of the players. Put it this way. If, if Johnny Housen starts the game on Wednesday night, you won't finish the game. Because Johnny Housen, sounds like a threat. He, he won't. you he won't, <laughs> won't finish the game. It'll either be one of two things. You'll start Housen and bring Barley as are on. Or starbally as and um, bring
0: housing on. That's all I'm saying. No, no, I'm I'm glad you're saying it because if you didn't, we'd all be sat here in silence. So no, <laughs> no, no. It's a good, it's a good little um subject. That's I just thought when you mentioned the defence, I thought I've got to mention midfield here. And if we're going to talk about legs, I thought it's. it's I'm, I'm glad you used to.
2: Um. Yeah. As your little um. um I know we're trying, we're, yeah. tr- we're trying to keep it short on time. What about you? What about? You, Jacob, and and um, and John, would any of you start batters ahead of housing on Wednesday in what no. is
4: easily no. our biggest game of the season so far? I wouldn't be. The only, the only thing I consider is um, like Steve, Steve Jackson said was about the midfielder. They obviously played three five two five three two, depending on uh, time of game, uh, who they're playing, kind of way. So if you look at. Burge, Norwood, McAtee, who have been playing recently. I'd The only thing, I, I wouldn't change any players. The only thing I'd do is maybe go to the double pivot and put, the back, put uh, the back four of maybe House and Hackney, have McGree in front of them, and I'd have Archer and Force just off one. That's the only way I'd change it and maybe go a little bit more narrow and try and play through them. That's the only way I'd change it. I definitely wouldn't be making any uh, player changes.
1: There you go. John. I can I can see the argument for Bar here, if I'm honest because um mm. um I, I do I do think um the game will be frenetic from the start. Um so so I can I can understand why Steve's saying um put Bar in, you know, young y- youngish lad um and he'll he'll take to it more than than Housen, but it would be really unfair, really unfair, if Housen was to miss out because, like we've spoken, he's it is, he's been key in in such a good midfield and um, so many midfield performances that we've had recently. So it's a really tough call for for Carrick. It's a really tough call. Does he does he stick or twist? You know what do you um,
2: what, what do you do, John? Housen or Laser Wednesday, you're picking the team.
1: Right. Okay then. Um, I'll stick with housing, but I, I I wouldn't be surprised if if does start. Um, but I would I would play housing.
2: Stay. Yeah,
0: I'm going to go with that. I would bring Baleza on. i i absolutely would because you're going to need legs in that midfield for nine minutes. They are. If you look at stats, they're, they're the biggest runners in the championship. They they can run you ragged, and they did it on Saturday at Swansea. You know. We've seen Swansea take teams apart with their possession play and and keeping the ball and running other teams down and, and all over the pitch. Sheffield United did it to them on Saturday, and that's what they can do. And we can't get caught up in that. And uh, yeah, I'd I, I could, I'd stick with the two. I say I love Houghton, I love Hackney, and um, I'd bring Barlaser on. Just to keep that keep the legs going, keep the keep them the the, uh, the work rate going in the middle when when it does start because because it will take this toll. it will.
3: Go on, Steve? I was just going to say on on Wednesday night, the first goal is going to be huge, mm-hmm. and I think Middlesbrough really need to be on the front foot and score first if we're going to take three points from the game. Yeah, and that's why I was saying I would rather start Barley as a and house to come on to show things up rather than Housing to start to bring Barley as are on and don't get us wrong, the, the, the chances of probability because Carrick doesn't change his, his team too often and tweak it. So yes, I would probably be massively surprised if he'd done what I said, I'm just giving what I would do. Yeah. um, But I hope we're not in a situation where we're chasing the game and is coming off and Barley as coming on because I'll feel if that happens, it will be a mistake because we have got to take the bull by the horns on Wednesday night. We're the team chase, We're the team that needs the three points. I think we're the team that needs to take a few risks. And if that risk means starting an offensive player with legs to try and get one the front foot ahead of an experienced player that's just played 90 minutes on Saturday, that's what I would do.
4: No? And I
1: can fully I can fully, uh, see your point. I, 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 I'd like to say it. I, I would myself start with House and but it wouldn't surprise me or disappoint me if Carrick went with Baleza.
0: Absolutely, and I say, I, you know I don't ever feel like you have to justify it because so, say it's it's a very very valid argument. That's why I brought it straight in because I say it's for, for me. That's where that's where the game's going to be won and lost. If you lose, we lose that midfield battle. We're in big trouble, big big trouble. Because
3: say,
0: how much was Sander Beres when the bought him? was it twenty million quid? You don't go for 20 million quid like he did and he was linked to Premier League clubs in January if you haven't got some sort of talent about you. He's a very good player and we've got to well, keep one, him quiet.
1: One player who's doing well for them recently that you didn't mention was Bogle as well. He, he's he's having a really good uh, run of form. And also you've got to think of Billy Sharp. He's on 249 league goals. You know what happens with butter, don't you? Uh, you know what one, one, one bit two.
3: of good news One bit of good news today is I've heard that Billy Sharp might not be playing on Wednesday night he's picked up an injury in the last game got taken off and he's looking 90% that he's not going to play on Wednesday right so okay. a, that would be that'll be a big boost for as well
0: it'd be a massive mm-hmm. boost i mean because even but, but as I say even then you'd, you'd look at the players they can bring in you know they still got players like Adam McBurney that can bring in you know what i mean they've got they've got they've still got a very good core of a premier <laughs> league squad and uh, listen, will, they're going to be a
2: very, very dangerous proposition on on Wednesday night. And um, I, will, I will say one thing about the game on Wednesday. Rightfully so, we're talking about Sheffield United. They've been exceptional this season. The points tally shows it. But so have we. Their equivalent of our podcast, the Blades podcast, whatever it's called, they'll be talking about what a run we're on and how well we're playing. They will be. They will be concerned about what we're going to do on Wednesday as well. But because, rightfully so, we've praised our team. We've praised their team. But, but it's a game. I really think we can go there, and I do think we can win the game if we perform anywhere near what we've been doing in recent weeks.
0: Well, that's that yeah, well, what
2: I was going to say before you interrupted.
0: Yeah,
1: to, but Craig, uh, sorry, sorry, Steve, Craig, John yeah, was here, wasn't he, the other week? And Craig um, read out uh, the, the next few games that Sheffield yeah. United have. And it's very tough. So yeah. if we if we win on Wednesday, you know, the, the gap's down to seven. It just get, makes them feel a touch more uncomfortable, especially with with a hard running coming.
0: Exactly. And I say, the, the way I just finish off is, you know, we can talk about all the superlatives and all the positives they've got. I still feel we've got to focus on us. We focus on us and we'll do a hell of a job on Wednesday. And I think we'll I won't spoil my predictions, but I think we'll we'll will come out in a positive light, and I think it'll 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 shine very nicely on us. It'll be um it'll be a great night of um of football. It's gonna be a great night of football anyway. It's gonna be a great fixture. I think it's it's one of the most talked about fixtures of the season. So you know we're all looking forward to it. But come on, Jacob. I'll start with you. Neck on the line prediction
4: uh i'll say 1-1 and i and i know it's a bit thingy but you know i i'd be very happy with 1-1 one, one, and i and i think it's the you've got to remember where we've come from we come from 22nd thinking we weren't probably going to finish above 20th at one point that's how bad it was and and i just think you know top two with was well probably wasn't even in my dream you know a couple of months ago definitely not even a couple of weeks ago i just think it's it can happen if we win, yes, but you know I'm just focused on consolidating the playoffs, me. And um, if it if if Chef United play crap for a few weeks and we end up winning a couple of games, yeah, we'll be there and we'll be ready to take advantage of it. But top six will do me.
0: Very very wise words from such a young lad. Um. Especially now, now go to the courts, he'll probably say I was about to say when you hear some of the predictions that are about to come out wait for this, right
3: Steve I'll come with you I, I think well said Jacob I think it's is a good point I, 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 I'm, I'm like you, I don't think it's a disaster if we we'll lose tomorrow night I think every Middlesbrough supporter will be more than happy if we make the playoffs <laughs> at the end of the season it's therefore at the moment it's 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 come down to this game where it seems crucial that Middlesbrough take the three points. But if we don't and we draw, like John said, and we move on to next week and see what happens here. But difficult fixtures it can change. If we lose, yeah, it feels like it's you know we're just got to look towards the playoffs, which is fine by me, absolutely fine. But you know, come on, let's be honest. Wednesday night for us, it's a it's a big deal. It's a chance to. To rein them back in, to give them the jitters, to make every borough fan believe top twos, you know, on forward. So, you know, do you want my prediction on the game? I mean, yeah,
0: I asked yeah. For about two minutes.
3: I got the last one right last week with three one. Go on. And it might be me heart room your head a little bit this week, but I think it's gonna be a really open game. Lots of goals, lots of chances. Lots of heart attacks for watching the game. Sheffield United two, Middlesbrough three. Yeah,
0: yeah, I'm not built for a three-two like Jesus, right? Um,
2: cuts. Sheffield United been absolutely flying, brilliant at home. Tough place to go. Two nil, Borough. House and McNair with the goals.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. JD? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. yeah that, that, that cracked me up. That's oh, brilliant. Um, yeah. John's right. You know, that they're unbeaten in 10, won five on the bounce at home. So, yeah, it's going to be difficult, but I'm going middles with two. Sheffield, Sheffield United won. <laughs> Behave, <But yeah>, man.
0: <laughs> two, one. Right. And I'm going to go tight. 2-1 victory just like you did yeah I think we'll um, early goal they'll probably equalise and then we'll nick it later on and send all two and a half thousand behind the goal into absolute bedlam and uh, yeah it will bring the points home it's going to be it's going to be mega it's going to be it's going to be nervy it's going to be it's going to be tight it's going to be yeah but it's going to be exciting I'm, I'm very I'm very much looking forward to it but uh, yeah I'll leave it there Thank you very much, gentlemen. You've been a pleasure to talk to as always. Um very fe- very feisty um discussions. Not really. It was it was it was good. It's always good to have opinions, that's why we all that's why we all have them. Um I say it's always good to listen to them as well. Um so thank you very much for popping on. Thank you very much for listening, liking, subscribing, commenting, getting in touch, getting involved. Get your donations in our just giving page. Um you can see you've got a chance at uh, Michael Carrick uh, signed poster. Um, Bandy's done a cracking job on it, it's uh, yeah, it's a great picture, so it'll be a good one for you to have in your, your office, your bathroom might be a good one for your toilet. To have. I don't know, some people do that, don't they? So, um, yeah, get, get, get involved, and um, yeah, hopefully, we'll chat next week and we'll be a, a little bit close to that top two. Are up the up the borough? Up the borough, up the up the up borough, borough. see
1: you later.